Greetings, travelers. Welcome back to Tales from the Enchanted Forest with your animal companions, Fox and Sparrow. We had so much fun with our guest star, Jessica Caravaggio, that we have a special bonus episode just for you. If you aren't familiar with our previous episode, we cover the myth of Persephone and Hades. We highly recommend you check that out if you haven't already. Now, without further ado, here are our five fantastic finds. Number one, we talk at length about Venus or Aphrodite's rage myths, but we need to see why she chose Persephone and Hades. The answer is twofold. First, in Ovid's Metamorphoses, Venus talks to Eros and tells him that their power in the heavens is waning. Athena and Artemis are both famously virgin goddesses, and if Demeter hid Persephone away from all her suitors, including Hermes, Ares, Apollo, Aphrodite worried that the same fate would befall the spring goddess. She also chose Hades so as to claim some power in the underworld. Another more controversial take is that she was jealous of the attentions paid to Persephone by not only her husband, Hephaestus, but also her lover, Ares. She later goes on to have a famous love triangle with Persephone and Adonis, so her relationship with the queen of the underworld is not on friendly terms. Number two. These days, Greek mythology is fairly popular in modern storytelling, and video games have been no exception. And when you have games centered on interacting with the Greek pantheon, there is a very good chance that developers will take advantage of players' preconceived notions of which gods are good and which are bad when deciding on enemies, NPCs, and bosses. The original God of War trilogy and Assassin's Creed Odyssey Atlantis DLC both show their ambition in exploring the Greek mythos, but both stretch themselves too thin when finally taking a look at Hades and Persephone. In both games, Hades forces Persephone to be with him, and she is resentful for it. They didn't do anything unique or different with either of these characters. They have so much potential, and what did they do with them? One of them was awkwardly sending you off on the next side quest, while the other just had a throwaway boss fight that was honestly not that interesting. And you could have had such a better interaction if you had the duo, the king and the queen of the underworld, facing you off. Oh! Look, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Thankfully, in 2020, the masterpiece of a game that is Hades was released. You play as Zagreus, the son of Hades, and it is your goal to escape the underworld. Besides just being a rebellious teenager, Zag wants to find his mother Persephone, who had run away from Hades to live back on the surface. Ultimately, when you find Persephone, you find a warm, deep mother character who has her own wants and ideals, apart from the gruff and distant Hades. Supergiant Games does a phenomenal job capturing how complicated Hades and Persephone's relationship would be. They both love each other, but not because of a love arrow. They both are frustrated with some of each other's decisions, but they are willing to work through it and come together. This is honestly the best adaptation of such a marvelous and complicated myth. And honestly, this game is just all around a phenomenal experience. The gameplay is addictingly fun. The game design is gorgeous and I've already geeked out about their characters and storytelling. Do yourself a favor and play this game. I cannot recommend it enough. Number three. Speaking of the Greek mythos in modern media, anyone who has picked up a YA novel recently can tell you about the covert ways in which the Hades and Persephone myth have impacted YA fiction. 
Books such as L.J. Smith's Forbidden Game, Sarah J. Mass's A Court of Mist and Fury, heck, even Beauty and the Beast, use the tropes and the myth to fabricate their own love stories. These stories often feature a female protagonist who is entrapped by a beastly man and learns to love him. The myth also has many obvious and traditional retellings that include my favorite, the webcomic Lore Olympus by Rachel Smith, which puts our gods in a modern Olympus setting. What makes us come back to this myth time and time again? It's obviously the concept of forbidden love and having the juxtaposition between the goddess of spring and the god of dead. During the vampire range, lots of books like Twilight, Vampire Diaries, and Nightworld played on this trope by having vampires and humans falling in love. Fun fact number four, Dr. Elizabeth Nelson in her article, Embodying Persephone's Desire, Authentic Movement and Underworld Transformation, identifies the Hades and Persephone story as being inspired by a much earlier Sumerian myth called the Descent of Inanna, which is about a goddess who descends into the underworld. This myth predates the Sumerian epic of Gilgamesh and is thus identified by some scholars as being the very first epic poem. And number five. There are many versions of this myth, but my favorite includes Hecate, the goddess of witchcraft, as a central player in finding Persephone and becoming her companion in the underworld. According to Robert Graves, Hecate was the original triple goddess, but the Lucian's first century account states that Persephone was the third aspect of the goddess Hecate. It is believed that Persephone, Demeter, and Hecate made up the triple goddesses, with their respective roles as maiden, mother, and crone. However, according to the Orphic traditions, the triple goddess was a representation of the three fates who appeared as a young girl, the spinner, the older woman, the measurer, and an elderly woman, who was the cutter, representing the different stages of life. Women are either the maiden protagonist or love interest, the motherly figure or matron, or the crone that is oftentimes the antagonist. And that's all for today, travelers. If you want to hear more from us and find out what our next tale will be, come join us anytime on Twitter at From Enchanted or Instagram at Tales from the Enchant Forest. Or if you're old school like Sparrow, you can email us at Tales from the Enchant Forest at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions, so if you have anything to share, please don't hesitate. And remember, travelers, if you enjoyed what you heard today and what we do here, please give us a review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. It helps the podcast grow and reach new travelers to join us on these adventures. Thank you so much, travelers. And remember, there's always a place for you in the Enchanted Forest.